Welcome to Upbringing, where Hannah and Kelty, twins, mothers, and works in progress. Upbringing is a movement that empowers parents to grow up alongside their kids for sanity and social change. Through this podcast, speaking and coaching, we focus on our personal work as parents, the awareness, intention, and approach needed to raise amazing humans while we also get some shit done. Join us to radically redefine kids' resistance as an opportunity to nurture skills and values like consent, nonviolent communication, emotional intelligence, body positivity, and respect. We attempt this by practicing powers beyond control, evidence-based tools that protect our kids' personal freedoms, support their skill building, and better align with how we roll as people. To us, this is the practice of parenting, when we can choose trust over fear, connection over control, and progress over perfection. We're not just raising our kids, we're raising ourselves. Let's show up and grow up. After this brief intro, you'll hear the audio from our latest live Instagram Q&A. Our live sessions are so much fun. We basically Mm -hmm. show up and connect, commiserate, and build skills alongside our upbringing community. Folks write in ahead of time or chime in with questions and struggles around kids' big feelings and challenging behaviors. We typically explore five to 15 questions and offer our take, our instincts, our goals, helpful phrasing, and ways to parent with alignment and integrity using our resist approach. Thank you for being here and for supporting us. And if you'd like to give your family and upbringing some extra support, please visit our website at upbringing.co to learn about our upcoming membership community, as well as our shop, which is now full of informative guides and inspiring prints based on everything we've shared here on the podcast these past two years. Wow. Two years. (laughs) Thanks for growing up alongside us one conversation at a time. Here we go. Hello, everyone. I am Hannah. This is Kelty. We're upbringing. We're live here tonight talking about kids' school resistance. It's back to school week uh, for our family, for a lot of families we know. Maybe uh, you have school coming up for your family, or you've already um, been in it, um, Mm -hmm. swimming around in it, and we wanted to connect about it tonight. Yeah, we can talk about any kind of resistance. Resistance is what we love talking about when our kids resist our agenda, when they resist um, all these responsibilities we have of moving them through the day, of teaching them these things. Of starting Um, something new. Starting something new, all this stuff. Our kids resist. And how can we in those moments resist ourselves, right? Resist those culturally inherited, um, control-based tools that force our kids to do things they don't want to do, that make our kids feel bad about themselves, that teach our kids skills that we don't necessarily want them to learn, that put distance between us and them. So many things. So we talk about practicing those powers beyond control, right? Respect, empathy, syncing up, innovating, summarizing, trusting, setting boundaries and limits doing it lovingly so our kids can stay connected to that inner wisdom and authority that they that they were born with um, and that they can stay connected to us too. Right. So we and that we don't want them to lose through <laughs> the institution of education or whatever daycare they're in. Right? Or the institution so, of parenting or the institution of anything. Right. Any institution is inherently not seeing to the individual unique needs of our kids. So even if we're, we've decided to go the, the school route, right, mm-hmm. um, we can be their ally. We can be their advocate. We can notice when they're self-advocating and notice what that looks like and help translate and meet those needs. I love that you said that, Hannah, that basically everyone's like, oh, I want my child to be a self-advocate. And we're like, they are. 
Every time they resist, <laughs> they're self-advocating. Go. Good job, mom and dad and grandma and caregivers. Right. Yeah, and, so. Or when they don't resist and they have a lot of anxiety, maybe, mm-hmm. right? Then we get to be that self-advocate or that advocate for them, the co-advocate, mm-hmm. before they can become a little bit stronger in feeling that, that um, authority. Right yeah. to self advocate. Someone says, we're talking in circles. Someone here. says <laughs> I've been binge listening to your podcast. Love them so much. Oh, great! Thanks for Welcome. that. Someone else says we just got kicked out of our Waldorf first grade. And any help in navigating how to console, empathize with those who think differently, etc. Absolutely. Let us oh, know gosh. what the situation yeah. is. Type type it in there. Let's discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, we we uh, polled and kind of got some some info from folks in our upbringing community here about what's been challenging this week in the last few weeks mm-hmm. with starting school. Uh, and it was a lot of stuff that we've noticed with our kids where mm-hmm. there's a before, a during, and an after. Mm-hmm. Before school starts or before the school year started, struggle, big mm-hmm. feelings, questions, mm-hmm. anxiety a little bit. And then the day of, yesterday was our first day dropping off. Mm-hmm. That was a little bit tricky. For me, for my kids at the beginning of the morning, for Kelsey's mm-hmm. kids, at school, one of them, and the other one after. Mm-hmm. Then after, there's also a fallout of something new, right? Yeah. We've heard a lot of people saying, like, the mean words just mm-hmm. keep coming. I anticipated some big feelings and meltdowns after this new school, but wow, yeah. I've never heard so many harsh words. I've never seen so many big meltdowns <clears throat> right. and big feelings. And I think I just want to normalize all of that first, that any transition, so we're talking about school with our, our toddlers and our kids right now, But any new transition of going to grandma's, right? Mm -hmm. Transitions aren't inherently like evil. So where they're going or what they're doing that's new isn't inherently bad just because our kids are responding in a stressed out way. New is hard, but it doesn't mean it's not right. And I think a lot of folks in our community are also having a crisis of conscience, Mm -hmm. which Kelty and I go through often being like, oh my God, are we institutionalizing our kids? Mm -hmm. Are we putting them there against their will? This seems like a topic of consent. Mm -hmm. And so I think that another time we can talk about that, where it's like, is putting our kids in school going against their consent? If they don't get to decide whether they go or not, Mm -hmm. what is that? But for, for, for this conversation, I think we should stick with saying, we've decided that this school is we trust it, we value it, we believe in it, we want to test it out, we want to try it. Our kids, we, we believe it would be a good place this for them. This could be hanging out with grandma every day. This right. could be daycare, yeah. this could be public school, this could be a homeschool group or an unschooling this pod, could be, this, this could be this any is, transition. This is a decision we've made mm-hmm. that we are like, okay, we're going to test this out. We're going to give it a week, we're going to give it a month, we're going to give it a semester and then see how our kids do, how they feel. But we've decided that the, the respect step of the resist approach We've thought it through, we've planned, we've prepared our kids as much as possible, Mm -hmm. and we're going to go for it, right? But what does that look like? Yeah, and how do we navigate that middle? That's where I found myself yesterday was my five-year-old son was uh, really struggling. He seemed kind of into school. He seemed pretty good about it, but the car line showed up. It was mounting. We are getting closer and closer to drop-off and closer and closer to the front. And it was stressful for him, and he didn't want to go in. And the whole three hours, basically, that we were there, sort of easing that transition with him, was that playing in the gray. Usually, like, we either tend to go to, fine, I'm just going to let it go. Okay, he's coming home. We don't have to deal with this today. Or I'm going to carry you in. You are going. We are doing this. I'm right. sorry, honey. We, we tend to go, go to in. extremes, the rigid or the permissive. Yeah. I'm going to save you from this moment and, and just pack mm-hmm. it all in and get the hell out. Or I'm going to force you to do it mm-hmm. on my time, not on your time. Right. Your terms. Yeah. And uh, in your terms. I love mm-hmm. that, Kelty. So how do you find that middle ground? And it took you three hours yesterday yeah. to find that middle ground. Just, yeah. It was really just like sitting in the shit and being patient and 
surrendering yeah. so, so much, um, honestly, ego um, in the moment. The, the pressure, the social pressure was immense to have a kid who just toddled right into class and just sat at the desk and just twiddled their thumbs and waited for whatever the teacher said. By the time we actually got to the classroom, everyone was in there. Teachers up there telling them the class rules. My sensitive nervous system was going, oh my God, he's going to miss out. He's he's not learning all the things he needs to learn about how the class works. He's going to feel behind. He's going to feel behind. And then he's going to, not that he won't ever pick it up, but he's going to stress. My, mm-hmm. I was stressing that he would stress. And mm-hmm. even entering the classroom felt impossible at that point because everyone was looking up and there was even more pressure. We'd missed the window where people were still filing in. So it felt yeah. really obtrusive and there was even more pressure so we just sat outside the room for a really long time and we'd kind of enter into the room and then we kind of he'd, he'd put his little backpack on and want to go back out of the room we'd enter back in and he'd want to come back out and the teacher would come out and wanted some drawing can we do a little drawing she was terrific mm-hmm. and then one of the, the other teachers came by and wanted to read to him and I saw if I could try to leave and none of it was happening and that was the, such a big reminder to me but what you said earlier Hannah on his terms Right. And I think that that our spirited and sensitive kids especially remind us about these things that they need to be on their terms when they resist. They say, what about what I want? What about how I want? It's what about my body? It's my education. It's my clothing. It's my interests, my play. Yeah. What about right? when I want? What about when I'm ready? And the word ready kept echoing in my head. He's just not ready yet. He's just not ready yet. Every time I wanted to just chuck it all and take him to the car because I was feeling so embarrassed at times, or every time I wanted to say, I'm just going to pass you off. Um, We're doing this. And I mean, you had a lot of of privilege to Kelty to say Mm -hmm. you didn't have work that you would lose your job Mm -hmm. if you took that morning off. I almost wished that I had something like that. I I was like, I wish that I actually had something that forced me to that point of having to leave him and just draw that line instead of just sitting in the swirling indecision. It was, mm-hmm. it was hard, mm-hmm. but we did it. And he was ready right. when he was ready. When he was ready. Yeah. yeah. Three hours later on the playground, he found mm-hmm. my son and they were playing around and he just tossed your hand, right? Kelty, I, thought like, about, I thought about ghosting and then I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. He yeah. will find me. Um, no. And I just said, okay, I'll see you in a couple hours. And he just gave me one of these kind of, mm-hmm. and I left. And today, right. second day, went right in, but we processed a lot too. That's the other thing when you're like, oh my gosh, whatever that transition is, does not go well. And we'll talk about this a little bit more in the after, whatever the after thing is. I was able to really connect with him about, that was really tricky earlier. You you weren't quite ready to go in like everyone else and that's okay. It's okay. What were you feeling like? And he, he had a few little things to contribute, but he mostly just said, we played this or we did this. And he wanted to focus on the positives, which is cool. Yeah. Every now and then I would just bring it back to, what do you need tomorrow to help you feel but centered? I think it was such an uh, an exercise for you, Kelty, yesterday in trust in saying, mm-hmm. I am not going to say and feel the pressure as a sensitive person that I have to escape this situation with mm-hmm. my child because they can't handle it and I can't handle it or force and coerce them to Mm -hmm. do something before they're ready and before they've consented. Mm -hmm. And holding space for that, if and when we can, we can't always do it, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe our kids need that little oomphy thing sometimes. Your kids do need a little bit of a push and they're like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm feeling secure by this boundary and that's destabilizing to my kids. Yeah, I think it all Mm -hmm. depends on, you know, knowing our kids, knowing ourselves and trying to get to know them and trying to get to know ourselves by moving through these challenges with them. One one other really big hurdle while I was there was there were maybe four other kids who were really struggling to come in and their parents 
carried them in against their will. They were kicking and And they were kicking and screaming like feral animals, carrying them to the classroom to deposit them. And I was like, this is amping up my stress so much. This is showing my son that I'm committing him to like a mental asylum or something that I saw him looking like, what is this What's place going to happen? Like there's all this screaming happening, yeah. um, which made me feel even worse. I was like, oh, they're struggling. Or I wonder if they stubbed their toe or something. Mm-hmm. And like, just trying to kind of like yeah. cushion that a little bit. But, but I think that th- that idea is saying like most kids have either never been to school. Our kids haven't ever been to a school like this before, mm-hmm. or they've been to that school, but have taken a year and a half off. And it mm-hmm. is a lot doesn't necessarily mean school's not right for them or for your family, but it just means this transition is really hard. And so I think that just continuing to sit in the in the middle, find that middle way that works for you based on your mm-hmm. needs and agenda and timing and mm-hmm. theirs and the schools. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of parents maybe just drop their kids off really kind of abruptly because they thought, I can't go in I there. didn't know that I'm I'd not allowed to tiptoe to do that. in and do that. School, I just kept kind of taking and right. taking and the taking The school a didn't say and give us all an email, this might be hard for some of your kids. You can do this, this, or this. This is what's okay. Kelty just had to basically force herself into the school Mm -hmm. um, to make that work. And I was also surprised at at how welcome I was that the uh, the counselor and a couple of the other teachers that were helping, I was kind of like, is this okay? And they were like, of course. Yeah. And I was just like, can you go tell those other parents who are dragging their kids kicking and screaming in that they can expand the transition a little bit, extend it? And do that because none of us knows that. Then mm-hmm. his teacher ended up saying like, oh, thank you for being here as in so that I can be dealing with the class and you can be supporting him. Mm-hmm. And that was such a surprise to me that, you know, she wasn't like, oh, this kid mm-hmm. and this mom are messing my day <clears throat> up. I think it's such a good um, kind of lesson for you too, Kelty, that when when our kids resist us, it doesn't mean never. It just means not right now. Or not this way. Or not this way. Yeah. Or not like right in this moment. And, and oftentimes our spirited and sensitive kids just need a little more time. Mm-hmm. They need a little more time. They just do not fit into the traditional mold of just open the car mm-hmm. door and just shove them out and they're good to go. Yeah. And that's okay. We shouldn't feel shame mm-hmm. as parents like we did something wrong. We mm-hmm. shouldn't feel blame of our kids that there's something wrong with mm-hmm. them, right? Yeah. We, we want to hold grace for them and for ourselves and say it's okay. And it, our kids aren't meant to fit a traditional mold. That's yeah. all right. And I think that it's, it's a very smart thing and beautiful thing that our kids say, wait a second, I, did I sign on for this? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know this class. I don't know this teacher. I, I, I need to consent. I need to check this out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That's a really, really good instinct for kids it's to have. Honestly, it's, it, it <laughs> right? speaks to incredible body safety yeah. and body awareness. We want our kids to question where they're going to be, who they're going to be with, well, the spaces mm-hmm. they're going to be with, right? Those are all such important things in keeping our kids safe. Yeah. So we're talking about school here, the school transition that's been really tricky for a lot of folks in our community and us included. We're talking about the transition of before, during, and after. Mm -hmm. And so I think we just talked about during with Kelty's son, how that was a little tricky and she had Mm -hmm. to expand that transition of drop off a little longer and it worked great. And it worked great this morning. He just walked Mm -hmm. right into school. It was fine. I was was ready to sit there. He didn't walk into school because his spirit was broken because he Mm -hmm. was like, I got walked in there, right? And I had a trauma response and I don't want to go through that again. Mm-hmm. Right. And he also didn't get to stay home and then have that anxiety again today. Mm-hmm. It, you were able to work through, which was really lucky and really privileged and great beforehand. So that mm-hmm. morning, let's talk about stress language. Right. Mm-hmm. So all of our kids experience stress during transitions. It's new. Their nervous systems don't know how to manage a new place, new people, new expectations. Right. Even if they're going to have fun later and get to mm-hmm. get used to it, the beginning is really tricky. And I think they express that stress in a lot of different ways. And so I want us all to think about how to how does my kid express their stress and when? So mm-hmm. Kelty's child was 
totally gung-ho, great, great, great. All morning, no Right until they drove up. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, we'll not go. Stress response, right? Mm -hmm. My daughter was saying... Uh, that morning had been had been going okay. She'd actually been saying, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. But then the day before and that day, she was like, we're doing this. She jumped up out of bed. She was great. And then all of a sudden, she, she has a little bit of eczema and we put lotion on. And she had a total meltdown about how sticky it was because she doesn't like clothes on how sticky. And I said, well, let's wipe it off. And she said, but then I need it on, but I just don't want it to feel sticky. And so but that you was, could, you could tell she was kind of getting into a thing about it. It was, it was delay. stress. Yeah. But it was stress. It was all mm-hmm. of a sudden it, it was the school stress. It was coming down on her. It mm-hmm. wasn't right before drop off mm-hmm. at drop off. She did great mm-hmm. after school. She did great. It was right in that morning mm-hmm. as she was getting dressed. And then she told me, I, I gave her a little space. Then she said that she needed her hair cut. Uh, before she went to school because she didn't want it on the back of her neck. She felt like that would help her feel prepared for school. So I trimmed her hair just literally five minutes before we left. I had kitchen scissors, so I'm moving (laughs) right now. So I didn't have any of my hair cutting scissors and we just did it. And she brushed her hair and she was like doing great. Then we get to putting on the shoes. She's seven and the shoes did not fit right. They didn't feel good. They felt too shallow. I don't know if you've ever had shoe struggles, but that is like the worst feeling when Mm -hmm. your socks are too chunky and the shoes are too shallow. And so she was like, I'm not going to school. It was like, fuck this. Because Mm -hmm. of this thing, fuck the whole day. I'm not going. Mm -hmm. And it was so hard for me to just be like, this is her stress response. I have to just create safety. Mm -hmm. I have to just help her feel safe. I need to take a deep breath myself regulate my body. She doesn't need information. She doesn't need more pressure about we're going to be late. You need to get out the door. Oh, that's your mind about always your goes. shoes, right? These are your normal shoes. Really hard. They're fine. They're fine. We're going to be late. We're going to be late. Let's go. Let's go. Meanwhile, the, the stress just goes higher, higher, mm-hmm. higher, which we also saw happening during with some other uh, folks mm-hmm. with their kids being like two minutes. Let's do this. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of pressure for kids. So I, I, I worked it. I did the best I could. Mm-hmm. It actually felt successful to her and to me. She was able to move into the car and was struggling though. She screamed when we left. She was, mm-hmm. she was, she willingly got in, but she, she had to let out her screaming. And I was like, you get that out. And we started driving and literally five, five minutes, 10 minutes into our drive, the feelings passed and mm-hmm. she moved forward. Uh, and, and she was great. Yeah. Felt great. And jumped off. My, my son jumped in. It was I love all how good. you're talking about yeah. the, the stress before, before. which could be weeks yeah. before, which could be the morning of that transition right. and ways that we can be welcoming our kids' feelings about it. You're not feeling like going. Thanks for sharing okay. that with Or me. that's not fitting right. Let's make sure we can get that right. And how can we as parents in that before period be validating, be acknowledging, be showing understanding, be trying to find those moments be of curious. little connection mm-hmm. to fill their cup. To just be showing safety. This is safe. And I think that in those moments, often we want to be the reality police. We think, oh, I just have to tell them why school is going to be so great or why they're going to make such good friends or why they need to get dressed right Mm -hmm. now. Or they liked it last week and now Mm -hmm. it's this week. Why? it's so hard to just shut the fuck up and just be there. Just hold space. Just be loving. Be connective. Be of service to them in a stressful time, right? right? And then we talked before about in the moment well, during and, that uh, drop-off. Well, oh, with, that, with that addition is saying just helping them move through the feelings. We don't have mm-hmm. to change the feelings. We don't have to convince them out of the feelings. We don't have to fix the feelings. We don't have to bribe the feelings or threaten mm-hmm. the feelings. We literally just have to say your feelings are okay. I'm here. 
They're totally yeah. all right. And what you, do you hate your teacher. You yeah. this, this. Let's talk more about that. Tell yeah. me. And right? what are you needing? What do you need to move yeah. forward? How can I help you with a few of those things to get out the door? I think often we, we think, oh, they're holding up on every kind of little part of the transition. And I think we've we've un, unwittingly often put those those transitional elements within uh, mourning or leaving school or leaving a park and they're obstacles. Mm -hmm. You have to go pick up this thing. You have to empty the dishwasher first. You have to get your own backpack on. You have to get dressed from head to toe all on your own. Right. Why did I think that I had to, she had to have her shoes on before we left. Just put them in the car. She'll put them on. So I think that's a great thing that we can be doing before as well as examining. Am I adding too many expectations? What are some things I can take off my kid's plate to lower that stress stress level? What are some things I can let go of? What are some things I can do myself? What are some questions? I had done those very things for myself Mm -hmm. the first morning of school. I was like, I knew what time I was going to wake up. I set an alarm for myself. I'd prepped as much of their lunches as possible. Mm -hmm. I'd laid out my own outfit. I'd done all those things. But Mm -hmm. we don't always remember that we can help our kids do those things too with reduced expectations, reduced pressure, Mm -hmm. reduced number of things. I think in those moments that our kids are stressed, often we're stressed too. Yeah. And when we're stressed, we control right? We dig in, we grab on, we, we micromanage, we add expectations when what we really want to be doing is the exact opposite when we can. Right. So then we talked about in the moment, those, that resistance won't get out of the car. We saw a girl in the back of her van kicking and screaming and a couple Ballistic, people, a couple just, people yeah. trying to explain, it's time to get out. We have to go. It's time to get out. And it just kept upping her stress, right? Yeah. So in, that, in those moments, can we just say, how much time do we have? I'm going to ask the teacher. I'm going to ask the counselor. I'm going to ask myself, right? How much time do I have to invest in this? Right. Right. Do I have 10 minutes? Do I have three hours? How can I calm her body Mm -hmm. or their body or his body? How can I help them feel secure and relaxed? Because Mm -hmm. that's the way to help people move forward is Mm -hmm. by feeling secure not feeling insecure and more stressed and more pressured and yeah. more and more freaked out. Right? And I think that somebody somebody earlier had commented, I wish all schools or institutions were as forgiving and giving you guys yeah. that time and expanding. And I think that yeah. that a lot of institutions aren't. A lot a lot of doctors' appointments are aren't. We talk often yeah. about like, oh, what about when the nurse is really needing to do a procedure on my kid or the doctor's ready and there's all this pressure from the school or the hospital or the doctor or whatever yeah. the thing is. And I think in those moments we have to remember that our most important goal mm-hmm. is our kid, is mm-hmm. to make our kids feel safe in this in- environment. And that ha- often has to just be like really advocating for them and stepping into into our own adult selves when we feel like a kid who might get in trouble from these authority figures. Yeah. How can we advocate for them so they learn to advocate for themselves? To say, oh, that's not your policy. I'm so sorry. I'm a consumer of this education. I'm a consumer of this medical right. establishment. This is what we're needing. I'm so sorry that's delaying you all a little bit. Here's what my kid's needing, mm-hmm. right? And I'm the, here to support my child. Yeah. You guys do what you I'm need sure to do. I'm sure you understand. We'll process all of this later, but yeah. my job is with this little person. Yeah, here. and it's so hard, but it gets easier with practice yeah. to, to be that advocate for our kids. We can get braver every time we do it. Every time, the first time it might come out like, I'm so sorry, but I just, we need to. And then it might get a little bit stronger every single time we try. And our kids are hearing that. They're saying, I deserve time. I deserve to give consent to a medical procedure, to going to school, to being dropped off at grandma, to getting in and out of a car. 
I deserve to, this. Whatever it is, is yeah. I deserve to choose. I deserve to say yeah. okay or no, mm-hmm. which is really the truest form of entitlement mm-hmm. that I think that we're always like, oh, those entitled kids, mm-hmm. right? Entitlement's like a dirty word now, right? Mm-hmm. But let's think about entitlement in the truest sense of the word, which is saying entitled to self, self-centered, right? Mm-hmm. It's okay. Self-care, self-centering, mm-hmm. self-knowing, self-advocacy. All of these things yeah. are very important. And we get to be doing these for our kids and alongside them mm-hmm. in school and doctor appointments and all of these things mm-hmm. and show them that we can, we have their best interests at heart. We can work very calmly and rationally mm-hmm. using nonviolent communication methods like the resist approach. Mm-hmm. We can use the resist approach with our child's teacher. We can mm-hmm. use the resist approach with our child's doctor, mm-hmm. right? We can use the resist approach with our child's grandparent or other caregiver yeah. that we're struggling we with to, a little bit. We have to remember that all of these institutions, even the, the traditional family institution, is all based on that hierarchical power structure, right? The, the people below the person in power or the those in power are asked to obey, to conform, to function, and to move forward to make everything easier, to be more productive for the the, the top person, right? So, so their job is to say, I need everyone to follow, fall in line. Students, parents, or right. it's um, just easier to control and or, be productive and make money. Right. Okay. So yeah. I think that this is like such a big part of our activism as parents is saying, no, hold up. I'm going to do something that I haven't even practiced necessarily that much in my own adult life mm-hmm. and be teaching my kid this at the same time to say, why? Why does it have to be this way? Well, how much time do we have? Well, why don't we have more time? Well, can this be a special case because we're having some struggles here? Well, why not? Well, who can I talk to Mm -hmm. about this? Mm -hmm. Right? And we're not being bitches. We're not being terrible. We're not being entitled poorly. We're saying, this is just, I'm a consumer of this education or this medical stuff or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm just moving forward here and modeling this shit to my kid Mm -hmm. so they can stand up for themselves and other people who are struggling in the future. Don't even get me started. This goes with attendance. This should go with homework. should go with so many things where we don't want to be teaching our kids because the man said so, honey. Just the powers that be. The powers that be right? because the man said so. So just, we just have to do that's that. That's the way it is. That's just, just the way it the is. Way I'm it just going to teach you this lesson right yeah. now. There are going to be a lot of things in your life that you're not going to like doing. But, you know, and you just need to suck it up. You just do it. And you just do all the just things that you don't like. Right? Do we want to be teaching our kids that? No, we don't. I think we want to be teaching our kids to get curious, to get innovative, to get connective, mm-hmm. to try to, to level that playing field, to be looking human to human, even within an institution <clears throat> that's built in that hierarchical, hierarchical <laughs> vertical nature. But that puts us on the front line of conflict, yeah, which does. I think is the <laughs> hardest thing for those of us who are the people pleasers, mm-hmm. those, those of us who've been conditioned to be like, don't rock that boat. Accept everything oh, it is. Don't get in take, trouble. Take what you get and don't get upset, right? Oh, I How can that. we give something to, different to our kids if we're their point person, mm-hmm. their flag waver, right? Mm-hmm. Their advocate. So it's a lot of brave work. And we just want to yeah. acknowledge all of you for, for even thinking about it, for mm-hmm. testing it out, for trying it, mm-hmm. or for even just post-processing later with your child and saying, I'm sorry. I, mm-hmm. I didn't even think to mention that to the teacher or mm-hmm. to stay longer or we'll to talk do whatever about after it was. a second. Yeah. Someone said, nailed it, Kelty, my inner child worried about obeying authority and it mm-hmm. gets in the way of advocating for my son in the way he needs and I want to. Thank yeah. you for that. You bet. Can't tell you how many times my parents said, well, that's just how it is. Yeah. And as a child, I thought, why? I don't want this. 
Ooh, hits home. Yeah, it's a lot of conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. Someone said trying to get my husband on board with this is a struggle. It is. It's really tough. We've all been programmed to be like fit in mold, co- you know, obedience, mm-hmm. conformity. Fall in line. Right? Don't rock Fall the boat. That's Don't what be different. Is. You get you get given um, you know, gold stars and, and attention and mm-hmm. validation if you conform and obey, mm-hmm. right? So that you can continue to conform and obey. That's what the system is based on. So we're not saying we want our kids to be rule breakers and and uh, change makers and, and total chaos all the time. We're just saying in moments they resist, we need to check our, our power and privilege and say, why are they doing this? How can I support them? What can happen here? Mm-hmm. We had a coaching call this morning with um, with someone who was so proud of herself because her daughter had been saying she didn't want to go to school, don't want to go to school, don't want to go to school. Mm -hmm. And then uh, she finally asked, like, well, what's going on? What's happening? You know, she validated, but then was like, got curious. Mm -hmm. And finally, her daughter said, who's three, well, they make me go to the bathroom when I don't have to. And And I say go just in case. They say go just in case. And I don't want to because I'm not going to pee my pants. Mm -hmm. And 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 the mom said, oh, my gosh, that makes total sense. You Mm -hmm. don't want to do that. And they're forcing you to. How about we talk to the the principal? And so she wrote a letter with her daughter, showed that self-advocacy. The prince, the teacher, and then the principal were like, "Oh, mm-hmm. no big deal, absolutely." Mm-hmm. If if you feel like she's going to be safe with the things, we're just again treating every child the same, mm-hmm. right? Just roll them out, just do the same things. Mm-hmm. And they spoke up and said they didn't want to do that. And lo and behold, it was fine. And her daughter was like, "Oh my gosh, I had a problem. I I went to someone I trust to connect about it. Mm-hmm. We thought of different ideas about how to get our needs met. We communicated those." Mm-hmm. We heard back and a change was made and I'm feeling like my needs are met now and I can be a part of this institution. Yeah. But we've, I think none of us was necessarily raised with that within our home or with yeah. any other institution. So we don't even know that that's possible. <clears throat> I think we just always assume this institution knows best well, or they know best. I think right? very often we end up allying with the institution when we don't even know what's possible. Yeah. We become the proxy of the school mm-hmm. saying, I, I'm representing the school mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, even though like I shouldn't, I should be your advocate. Mm-hmm. Oh, the school doesn't do that. Sorry. The school doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, oh, you know, that clothing rule. Let's talk about that with the principal mm-hmm. and see what they think. Let's let's yeah. model some think, self-advocacy. I think it feels nice because it's in some ways our instinct is that it's like a scapegoat. It's like, oh, it doesn't have to be me. Mm-hmm. Good. It can just be this other person. And so I'm pointing at them. Mm-hmm. It's the rules. It's just the rules. Mm-hmm. And I think that we can still feel that neutral position of it's not it's not me by saying, I don't know. Do you think there's a way we can change it? Mm-hmm. Let's check it out. It's okay if we right. don't know as the parent. Mm-hmm. It's okay to say, oh, you don't like that about school, about the homework, about the lunch thing, about the teacher thing, about the friend thing, about whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to leave you out of this and go, you know, see to all those needs and, you know, barge down doors. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring you in on this process so mm-hmm. you can feel safe and advocating for yourself. And we might not get your needs met, but we're going to try. And then we can decide how to proceed. Mm-hmm. I love it says elementary art teacher here. Struggle is real. I'd love to hear this from a teacher's perspective. You know, how do you see to the unique needs of every single child when you have to get shit done? You're managing classes. I can't even imagine mm-hmm. the the work and, and the patience and the, the just the, the wherewithal it would take to do that when you want to yeah. see to every unique child, but you also need classroom order. You also need to be mm-hmm. moving forward with activities and, and your program. Yeah. It's really so we tricky. talked about that resistance to school beforehand, what Hannah's yeah. daughter struggled with. Her hair wasn't right. Her skin wasn't right. Her clothes weren't right. Her shoes weren't right. There right. Was a, all of her stress came out in that before. 
And then we talked about my son, who all of his stress came out in the moment, mm -hmm. right then, walking in the door, full on resistance for three hours, not ready until he was ready, mm -hmm. right? And then we can talk about that after. So regardless of where that's, that stress came out, or if sometimes it comes out after, like my daughter, for example, yeah. sailed through the morning, sailed through the whole day, walked right in, had a great day, skipping to the car on the way back. And then it was only an hour later that things got really hard. The, the little treat that we had wasn't right. And there was a standoff and we had to wait 30 minutes because she refused to get in the car and, mm -hmm. and all of this resistance. And then she ran some errands. Then she ran some errands with my husband and she was stuck in the car and I said, hey, how's it going? And she yelled out, I need tape. And I was like, what does she need tape for in the car? And she was making a little sling for some of the potatoes they'd bought at the store and against the the headrest of the car seat in front of her, like fixating a on it. Like a little like potato, a potato hammock. <laughs> and she was fixating on it, angry about it. And all of her stress from the day, all of her stress from this big transition of school was coming out in the snack and in the potato hammock mm -hmm. after. So I love that you brought that up, Hannah. When is when do our kids express their stress? How do they express their stress around it? Is it before? Is it during? Is it after? Is it all three? We've got, we've heard from a lot of people who are struggling on all those fronts and that's okay too. And how can we be there? How can we try not to get sucked in by the drama, by the negative words, by the resistance, by the, the anxiety and try to float above it and be creating security for our kids. So in that after debriefing moments, whether they, they had stress or not, Hopefully some of you are listening here and you're like, my kid did Phew. great. <laughs> we are good. No big deal. And we would still recommend so that far. circle back, right? No, but yeah. I think Hannah and I identify often that we were sensitive kids. We, we stressed, we were anxious a lot, but we didn't always talk about it. We didn't always share it. Not that our parents didn't make a safe space, but I don't think they ever asked us, what was the worst today? Are you struggling with anything at school? Was anything really hard today? Because that's probably the only way that we would have shared about it. Yeah. But it was still in there. So I, I hope that some of you with less sensitive and spirited kids overtly will consider ways to circle back in an authentic way. Right. Ask those hard questions mm -hmm. to hear those hard answers from our kids so we can continue to, to create safety around processing mm -hmm. challenges, around anxiety, around stress, mm -hmm. and to make sure that our kids know that we can be that place where they can tell us anything. Right. Even if it makes us uncomfortable. Right. We always say the hard stuff's the good stuff. And I think mm -hmm. in any transition, but in this particular uh, instance of school, saying and remembering that any challenging behaviors, big feelings, drama is good. It's inherently good and valuable, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's helping our kids. They're processing their stress. They're reckoning with a decision or an expectation or a transition. Mm -hmm. And it's all good information for us. We just have to continue to work to get comfortable with the discomfort of holding space with someone's emotions that we care about very deeply mm -hmm. and whose love of school is hinged on, right? So that we can work, self-care, manage other people, mm -hmm. right? That type of thing. I think so often we just, it's a conflict of interest. We're like, I don't want to talk about your negative feelings, child, mm -hmm. or deal with these, this backlash or this, um, you know, uh, fallout or whatever it is, because that tells me oh, school's not going to work. So it destabilizes me. Or it's just right? chronic and, and you're put through the ringer all the time. Or it's exhausting. A few people sure. said, uh, yes, my little lets it out at the end of the day. Yeah. How do we teach them to process feelings? That, that is, is processing, processing feelings. feelings. Yeah. Someone says, yeah. my son sailed through the day and then sobbed at bedtime when he saw a baby picture of himself. I don't want to grow up. I was the cutest baby, he said. Oh. Now he's, regu um, he's regularly. Regular, regularly the meanest guy in the world from pickup <clears throat> to bedtime. 
bedtime. Oh, yeah. A lot of stress. My daughter was like berating her brother on the way home. And then like literally five minutes in, just like gave it up and was like, so anyway, how are we doing? Blah, blah, blah. Like that was just how she was projecting her stress. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to make it worse in the moment by being like, use nice words. We don't talk that way in our family. I let it go. I showed love. We'll talk about it later and say, how can we support you, right? When you yeah. come back from school, should we get wiggles out before we jump in the car? Mm-hmm. Do you need to get your socks and shoes off? And that will help you feel better. Mm-hmm. What's going on in your body, mm-hmm. right? Someone said, my five-year-old son has been calm for the first few days, but the last two days he's kicking and hitting. We've been trying to use lots of play as I'm struggling to circle back with him as he tries um, mm-hmm. to shut it down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think so much is like, we don't have to get down to that root cause, that exact thing mm-hmm. that's that's making our kids struggle. We can also just say, you're struggling, it's new. It's hard. If there's mm-hmm. anything you can think of and, and see if we can we can tease apart anything that we could maybe support either mm-hmm. at the school directly or just with their, their processing and regulating their nervous system before they go to school, getting all those wiggles out, mm-hmm. connecting, filling cup or mm-hmm. after when they get back. What can we do to help them process the stress that's been in their bodies? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of folks are like, they were an angel at school and they are a devil at home. Mm-hmm. They did so well at school and then they treat or me like hot garbage. Or how do I teach them to quote, process their feelings in a nicer way that's yeah. less triggering to me? Right, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's coming out how it's coming out. It's coming everyone. out and, and we have to create the security and the safety around what they're showing us right now mm-hmm. in order for them to gain the awareness that's gonna help them make different choices yeah. behaviorally. Wouldn't it be so great yeah. if we could just tell our kids what we expect of them and they do it. Every child is so different. Every child has a different brain, a different nervous system, a different body, a different temperament. Mm-hmm. And we have to honor our kids' diversity. We, we have to. Mm-hmm. And that's like our big, our big gulp as parents. That's the hard work yeah. is saying, my child defies all of my expectations in a lot of ways and I have to love them for that. Some, the teacher says, 300 students, you're oh both God. helping me so much as a parent and a teacher. Just have to hold strong and not give in to the, quote, old school controlling mentality. Yeah, which I cannot even imagine, like, when faced with a classroom and a lot of pressure and responsibility, yeah. right? We're all in this together. Oh, my gosh. Thank you all for being here tonight mm-hmm. talking about the school situation. Um, please follow up and let us know if you have extra thoughts about mm-hmm. it. Um, we're going to post more things on our Instagram um, as far as like helpful slides, mantras, different yeah. things like that. I think that the, the number one takeaway here is kids are stressed and their stress comes out in really wild ways. Yeah. And the best we can do is number one, put fewer demands and expectations on them, right? To keep that stress lower. Mm-hmm. And number two, create safety and security in the moment no matter how wild and how hard it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that last thing is taking care of ourselves so that we can do those things. Yeah, and not <laughs> expecting our kids to take care of us yeah. through this wild school transition situation, right? Yeah. So They're just little kids. They're doing the best they can, right? <laughs> yeah, our kids are always doing the best they can. And so yeah. are we. Mm-hmm. Someone said, have missed you guys. Haven't been mm-hmm. able to make it to the past few lives. So needed this during crazy transition and adjustments on top of oh, school yeah. starting. Yeah, so mm-hmm. just as we sign off, just want to say, it's all okay. Mm-hmm. It's it, we, we don't have to get upset at our kids for resisting, for having big feelings, for challenging us in every way, for challenging our agendas, and our plans for them. It's mm-hmm. all incredibly healthy and incredibly important. And we get to be that person to work with them in the middle. We don't have to let it all go. We don't have to clamp down and control. We can try to be brave when we can. 
and work the resist approach or just work on connection over control in the middle. Right. That's saying to our kids and then also giving ourselves grace and not shaming ourselves. If we don't respond well, if we do dump them in school, kicking and screaming, Mm -hmm. if we do yell at them or shame them when they're stressing us out in the morning, Mm -hmm. right, to get there late, right, or after when they're treating us like hot garbage when we've had a really hard day too, Mm -hmm. right, and need a quiet car ride. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we have to remember that we have trauma Mm -hmm. stored um, from our own upbringings about school, about transitions, about all these things that's kicked up as our kids are experiencing their own. And it is a lot of work that we're doing as parents to see to their needs in this new situation for them and to also just kind of reparent ourselves as we go through this another time, yay, as the parent and as the advocate. But that's the opportunity, like Kelty said, with, as an advocate. We're teaching our child to advocate for themselves in the school realm or in any other realm in their lives. And we're also teaching ourselves that we can be advocating as well. It's uncomfortable work, it's brave work, um, and you're not alone in it. We're we're all here uh, with you doing this work as well, as best we can from day to day. Yep, we're side by side you, and you can be side by side your kids through all these conflicts. So keep coming back to connect about this. Uh, We're we're so with you. And we'll be back next week. This will go to the podcast. Um, in the meantime, or podcasters, you can watch this on Instagram TV. Yeah. We love you all. We'll see you all soon. See you soon. Bye.